Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Coming up today on Perpetual Traffic. And I think that, you know, if you take into consideration quality versus quantity, one good $100 lead and one bad $1 lead gives me a $50 cost per lead average. Now, when you exclude the bad leads, your $100 cost per lead average is just simple numbers. So your cost per lead is going to go up, but so is your lead quality. And that's okay. But can I put those in mildly different terms? Because here's how I think about it. Let's say you've got a $50 CPL mm-hmm. and you're aiming at a $50 CPL, but you only close 33% of deals, mm-hmm. which means you have $150 cost per closed deal. Mm-hmm. CAC. If you figure out the common denominator behind those closed leads and figure out that the one out of three is, is consistently the same, whatever it is, campaign, ad group, geography, prospect, keyword, whatever. Mm-hmm. You now have the ability to go out and pay effectively $150 per lead, which means you get to bid more for your more effective leads. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you, you know, doubled your bid and now you're getting in front of all of those specifically. So your cost per lead went from 50 to 100, but you're closing all of them. Mm-hmm. You have a hundred dollar CAC. Mm-hmm. So you dropped, you know, you, your cost per lead went up. You went from a $50 cost per lead to a hundred dollar cost per lead, which, and the reason we brought up the marketing and sales argument is because marketing would go insane. The CEO would jump in and kick the door down and be like, something is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. you look at the board and you see that the trend line heading in the wrong, wrong direction. And yet, CAC goes down, lifetime value of a customer goes up, profitability goes up. Conversion rate post lead goes up. Everything goes up. Everything that matters, all non-vanity metrics are headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But the Google Ads guy still got fired. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. 
So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me. and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Hello and welcome to Perpetual Traffic. This is your host, Kasim Aslam, and I am here with my business partner, my life partner, my digital partner, John Moran. John, thanks for being here. Thank you very much for, for having me. I'm, I'm glad I was promoted to life partner. I have to let my wife know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll have to tell my <laughs> wife too. When I said that, I was like, we're going to confuse a lot of people on this show, but that's fine. Let's just roll with it. So John, if y'all don't know, is the chief strategist at Solutions 8. We're the number one Google ad agency on the planet, which means John is the number one Google guy in the world. I've never met anybody that knows as much as he does about Google ads. And today he's going to school us up on the, the, the technical infrastructure that you need in order to actually make your Google ads work. And let me say that a different way in order to know whether or not your Google ads is working. How did I do there, John? Yeah, yeah, really close, really close. Really close, but not quite. <laughs> really close, and maybe just to maybe elaborate, because especially for your lead generation campaigns, I think that that was kind of the one thing, because like e-commerce, you know, it's ROAS, or it's, it's you know, CPA cost per, for the acquired new sale. Lead generation campaigns are a bit fuzzier, and I think that's where a lot of agencies go to hide, too. It's like, we had no deals this month, like, well, yeah, but I brought you 97 leads. So then now it's like, you know, it's it's marketing versus sales, and no one knows what's really going on. And everyone's, you know, back in their quarter, you know, tightening their gloves, come back out right here. And that's probably a, a story in a lot of big agencies or big companies that, that that seems to probably ring true more often than not, where his marketing and sales are pinned against each other, not working more closely aligned to make sure that that goal is being met. And I think that that's, that's kind of a, a fallacy of just having separate departments. I think sales and marketing should be the closest departments of any, any business because it's literally the left leg and the right leg. Like one, if only one's moving, you're going in circles. So you're, <laughs> You're really not going to be able to kind of did move forward. you just forward. make it up right now? I like did, and I'm, su- and I'm super proud of that one. So if you didn't hear that, go back and rewind the part of the podcast. It was awesome. Like, I nailed that one. <laughs> so what, you know, like what you just said, marketing and sales should be friendly, and they're not. They're, you know, they're, it's, it's so funny. There are two departments that are in the same ship firing cannonballs at each other. It's like, if one of you wins this fight, you both lose. <laughs> That's so true. It's like you don't want them to win against each other. They should. You're both wearing the same, you know, the same jersey. Like you're on the same yeah. team. I just want to. I want to put details to this. If you're listening to this, you don't exactly know what we're saying yet. Mm-hmm. Marketing is going to obsess over cost per lead. Right. Because that's generally and it's not even marketing's fault. That's usually the KPI marketing is given. Usually the target that the, the executive staff or the leadership or whatever, they say cost per lead. And then marketing pushes those leads to sales and then sales closes deals. And then, you know, for, for sales, it's going to be a, a closed deal, value of a deal, et cetera. But people have done historically and stereotypically speaking, people have done a really bad job at connecting what leads are actually turning into what deals and, and in what quantity, because if you close 10 deals or if you, if you have 10 leads, you know, whatever it is, one, two, three close, doesn't matter. If you start identifying what the common denominators are behind those closed deals, you could actually next month, what if you only had eight leads, but four of them closed instead of three, 
You have less leads, more closed deals, and you, now you can afford to pay more for the better quality leads. That's where we want to get y'all. And in order to get you there, you have to have one little piece of technology, which I actually think is pretty easy to implement at this point. I mean, a lot of them actually do it for you. Yeah. Just yeah, no joke. So much of this work is done for you. It's just, it's just yeah. a matter of actually following through with the process. That is, let's drum roll. A CRM tool. <laughs> so if you don't have a CRM tool and you're doing mm -hmm. lead generation, and y'all, a CRM tool can be a freaking Google sheet. No joke. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be. Let's, let's yeah. all be honest with each other. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite CRM tool, John, for Google Ads? I like, it's a race between Go Ahead Level and HubSpot. What about Salesforce? Salesforce has a direct Google tie-in. Salesforce is is good. The issue that I think is not with Salesforce itself, but the utilization of the companies that use Salesforce. It's like, yeah, I have They're this behemoth. I know. It's like I have this huge 900 pound hippo of a CRM tool that literally can run through brick walls. I just don't know how, <laughs> don't to, know how to log in. I don't know how to get yeah. to I can't move it. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's, that's the thing cool. too, where it's like Salesforce could be excellent, but I think that it's an almost an overutilized tool where it's really, really good at everything, but not really great at something. So it's like, yeah, we were going to use Salesforce, but actually when the lead entered, the lead was turning into a contact and the contact changed over to an opportunity then the opportunity turned over to a deal. So we have no idea where this actually came from when we look at our deals. I'm like, oh, Dude, it's case. funny because everybody I know that's on Salesforce does not know how to use Salesforce. You have to hire a Salesforce like a publicly traded companies. No, you really do. I've got yeah. a friend actually, you know, you know him. Yeah. So a buddy of mine, he was in line to be the CEO of Intel at one point. Really, really, really brilliant cat. Now he does high-end Salesforce consulting. And that's kind of the joke is you, you first, you buy the software and then you buy somebody to tell you how to use the software. And then, and then you go hire somebody to, to listen to what that guy says. Like, it's just an unbelievable <laughs> layering of resources necessary it's so it's almost like disingenuous like i wouldn't give like a professional chemistry set to a nine-year-old and be like no training go like you're just gonna blow up <laughs> so it's funny. like giving a huge crm tool that has all this development capabilities to like you know the marketing manager of a company it's like all right go like make this yeah, run my whole company you. yeah um, all right so we like high level which is only for agencies and we're, we're friends with those folks we should i should just say those words out loud from an, an integrity standpoint, mm -hmm. because I don't want be, you know, people to see like our YouTube interviews with them and think like, oh, you're just pushing your buddies. But we were users before we were friendly. We, we you know, made friends with them because we were dropping so many support tickets. Sean was like, who are you? Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, and then HubSpot, I, we're not friendly with HubSpot at all. We're not HubSpot partners anymore. No. We just, you know, it's a good little tool. Yeah. I mean, what's nice is I, I like it for this reason though. It's like, it's not my favorite CRM tool, I guess, of all time. I think what it is, is it's the most easiest to use for this specific use case that we're going to talk about. When it's free. Is the free CRM worth anything or do you have to pay for HubSpot? No, not really. I mean, this, the free, here's what I like. The free is like, hey, get used to the buttons. And then when you need yeah. to do something important, then you pay for it. But we should say out loud, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about a CRM tool, HubSpot is expensive. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like a little expensive, like, you know, uh, uh, CRMs are out there like, you know, 50 bucks a month or $150 a month and HubSpot's like $4,000 or whatever. It ends up Gets you marketing. You want sales? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you want it to work. I'm so sorry. You should have said that in the beginning. That's going to be another $5 billion. You just keep buying the quarter bill bridges. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until they make up. So, but, and and y'all, you know, these aren't the only CRMs in existence. As a matter of fact, there are, I counted, hold on, let me do the 500 billion. There are 500 billion CRM tools out there. And <laughs> I, I'm sure, truly, and I really mean this, by the way, all of them will work. Yeah. Right? Like with varying degrees of efficacy, they will all work. The point is, go get the one that's easiest for you to use, that you will actually use, and begin tracking your leads with the CRM tool. Because you want to know 
what are the common denominators behind the lead? So talk to us about that, John. What is it that you can track? Lead comes in. What are the things that I'm looking for so I can slice and dice what's working, what's not? Yep. So the whole, and let me actually just kind of back up. I don't think we talked about like what the scenario is. So before we kind of dive into the high track. Here, I'll, I'll back us up. <laughs> let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and back up a little bit here, John, and then do whatever you just said. So the topic that we're talking about is inside of Google Ads, when you generate a lead, the lead is going to land in your CRM tool. And the CRM tool should be able to track the campaign, ad group, keyword, and ad that generated that lead. And upon your sales... Hold on there just a little bit. Yep. Explain each one of those in sequence. Yep. So the campaign, ad group, keyword, and ad means what campaign did that lead get generated out of? And inside that campaign, you have a series of ad groups. And then those ad groups are all of the groups of keywords and ads that a person is searching that is going to eventually go to your site and convert. And the that's kind of the the big cluster of it. The ad group is consistent of keywords and ads, but you need to know if this person came from what campaign, what keyword did they search, what ad did they see, what landing page did they convert on, et cetera. And you're going to then identify some common denominators between your good quality leads and your bad quality leads, mainly keyword. Keyword, if you're going to track nothing else, just track the keyword initially. But one of the reasons why I did like HubSpot is because HubSpot, when you connect it to Google ads, just by the integration, it then does all this for you. The next lead that comes in from your Google Ads campaign will tell you which campaign, ad group, keyword, and ad that person came from. And you're going to start to see a separation between what we call phantom conversions and quality leads. And phantom conversions are the conversions that come in that you can never get a hold of. They never open the emails. They never answer you know, their phones. They, they just are ghosts. But you have, but they're affecting your cost per lead and the amount of leads that you're getting. And you're also going to find the other ones where they even could be less expensive or more expensive than your average. But those are where your quality leads are coming in from. Those are people that are searching this specific keyword most often. So maybe your how-tos are a little bit too looky-loo and they're not ready to go to close. But the person that's looking for like, you know, near me type of keywords are the ones that are more urgent and ready to buy or hire. The, the best part about this whole thing is that the marketing team will identify what is working and what the cost per lead truly is. And I know that is a crazy statement because it goes against everything that that you normally will hear. Even sometimes what we ask our clients, like, hey, how many leads do you need? And what is the cost per lead that you're willing to pay? And I will tell you what that actual cost is inside of Google Ads, if you're running the proper campaigns. If you know, you know, you're not just doing stupid things in Google Ads. If you're running good, smart campaigns, you're actually going to find out what the market price of a quality lead is. And I think that, you know, if you take into consideration quality versus quantity, one good $100 lead and one bad $1 lead gives me a $50 cost per lead average. Now, when you exclude the bad leads, your $100 cost per lead average is just simple numbers. So your cost per lead is going to go up, but so is your lead quality. And that's okay. But can I put those in mildly different terms? Because here's how I think about it. Let's say you've got a $50 CPL mm -hmm. and you're aiming at a $50 CPL, but you only close 33% of deals, mm -hmm. which means you have $150 cost per closed deal, mm -hmm. CAC. If you figure out the common denominator behind those closed leads and figure out that the one out of three is, is consistently the same, whatever it is, campaign, ad group, geography, prospect, keyword, whatever, mm -hmm. you now have the ability to go out and pay effectively $150 per lead, which means you get to bid more for your more effective leads. Mm -hmm. 
So let's say that you, you know, doubled your bid and now you're getting in front of all of those specifically. So your cost per lead went from 50 to 100, but you're closing all of them. Mm -hmm. You have a $100 CAC. Mm -hmm. So you dropped, you know, you, your cost per lead went up. You went from a $50 cost per lead to a $100 cost per lead, which, and the reason we brought up the marketing and sales argument is because marketing would go insane. The CEO would jump in and kick the door down and be like, something is wrong. You know, mm -hmm. you look at the board and you see that the trend line heading in the wrong direction. And yet, CAC goes down, lifetime value of a customer goes up, profitability goes up. Conversion rate post lead goes up. Everything goes up. Everything that matters, all non-vanity metrics are headed in the right direction. Mm -hmm. But the Google Ads guy still got fired. <laughs> or at least yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> at least yelled at. And here's the thing. We've been on the receiving end of that. We've got a client who will not be named, who... I'll let you tell this story, John. Tell you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The one we talked about on the airplane. Okay, go. Yeah. So yeah. we had a it had a client that came with us, and there was actually to to their defense, there was two different people at two different times that had two different freakouts. So one of them was essentially saying, like, "Hey, we we need to have a better position. We're not really liking how aggressive our ads are in comparison. Meaning our lead quality is yeah. bad. Yeah. Like like we searched for our our keywords and we're fine at the bottom. We didn't like that. And also our lead quality is bad too. And I was like, oh, well, this is a simple fix. It's positioning. You know, you're not going to be found. You're not going to find good quality leads at the bottom of the page. So we said, hey, we're going to get more aggressive in our ads in terms of positioning. So we're going to pay more per click and it should equate to a better, better lead quality. Quality went up. Our, their conversion rate post lead generation went up by 11%. And it was lower before. And so it was, it was sub 10 or sub, you know, two digits, it was a single digit conversion rate went up by 11%. So effectively, you know, tripled their conversion rate and doubled and uh, tripled the cost per lead. And so you're not saying went up by 11%, went up to 11%. No, it went up by 11. It was five to 16. Okay. So it went up from 5% to 16%. So it, it was it. a huge increase, but their cost per lead went up triple. And so what was interesting is the same cost per acquired customer, but cost per lead tripled. Right. But now what's nice is we're actually more consistent and we that was just the first step. That was just turning everything up. When the up. sales team is no longer burning their wheels or burning their tires, having to talk to a bunch of looky-loos, you know, you, you have less calls, but they're far more relevant. What was nice, though, is now the second phase of that is, okay, now where's the common denominator? Because everything was simply turned up. And now we're going to find Pareto's 80-20 rule where 80% of the leads are generated from 20% of the keywords that are good quality. And then now we can save a lot of money. Um, the problem is, though, is like when we turn everything up and identify what was working, we got yelled at. <laughs> a lot <laughs> what are you doing yeah, yeah. And what was funny too is like at the end of the day they wanted they came in like all right well we want to rank up here right but we want to pay down there and it's like well me too yeah the long story short of it was we could actually then now afford to pay a lot more for these leads because we're not also paying for the bad leads because our quality of those leads are much higher and then once we start to lean out the account by finding those common denominators we could possibly be back into the same cost per lead we were before, but just tripled the the quality of, of the lead. And that all ties it back to those common denominators of where are those people coming in from. Always slice and dice that if you have a CRM. So right. you have to have a CRM, you have to track the data, you have to look at it on a regular basis. And and I mean, it, these aren't difficult concepts, but they are tedious. Well, the other part too is you have to be, you have to have a technical mindset in terms of Google Ads, because what you're gonna wanna also do is then import those leads back into Google Ads and then identify where they came from. And then so you can actually acquire a real cost per lead as otherwise this is just a spreadsheet nightmare. Well, how much did I spend? And what was actually spent on those campaigns? And what other campaigns do we excellence or do we spend on that didn't produce anything? You have to, it becomes really, really arduous. So what you have to do is you have to identify where those campaigns are coming from, 
where specifically, because you'll hit a ceiling as for certain areas. Like you might find that all of your leads are coming from four keywords, but those keywords are like capped out. You can't spend any more. But the, but the good part is though, is you can identify other keywords that are very similar to it. What other keywords are spending that actually have very similar uh, type of search terms that you can then expand into. You use Google Keyword Planner, shove those four keywords into Google Keyword Planner that are converting and find out all the other similar similar keywords and, and add those to your campaign. You can actually add them right from Keyword Planner, right to your campaign. So I being able to pump the, that data back in, reverse engineer the CPA and say, yes, does this make sense? And should we start to expand upon this? And should we start to focus only on it? Um, you'll be able to capture all that information when you import that back into Google Ads under the conversion import upload area. And from there, then you can make some really sound decisions on like how many good quality customers do we need and should we, and can we crank it up? It's just a novel, novel idea of just connecting the, the sales team with the marketing team and them saying, yep, these are good leads. And them saying, good, I know exactly where they came from. I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's what entrepreneurs did by themselves before they hired people to take this over and then split out that task. That's so funny, man. Cause you're right. Like there's, there, there's a lot of logic in siloing departments, obviously. You know, you, it's actually really hard to scale a department or, or scale a proficiency unless you niche down. But in so doing, you kind of separate some of the the more intelligent decisions that would have been made should those departments be friendly and talk. Mm -hmm. So, and this is the way to do it. If everybody's looking at the same data, we all get to sail in the same direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is great. This is great. So if, if you're listening to this and you don't have a CRM, get one. If you do have a CRM, I bet you 51% of you or more are not using it. Mm -hmm. You're not using it. This is the way to, to go measure the efficacy of your sales team. And what's um, funny too is you think about it like, oh, this is a big bulky thing. Like one deal could potentially pay for the month subscription of that CRM oh, tool. Oh, goodness. Great. If it doesn't, <laughs> your CRM is too expensive. Yeah. HubSpot. Yeah. <laughs> or or you're selling keychains. But either way, something's wrong. Yeah. I hate to beat up on HubSpot. Dude, it's great technology. It's a joy to work with. Yeah. Gosh, are they just like, yeah. Again, what's if funny you, is you could do this with a spreadsheet. Right. Just shouldn't. And maybe that's the way to start. Yeah. Maybe just start, you know, tracking it just so you can prove concept or whatever, and then go get yourself something that, you know, makes a little bit more sense long term. And then the other last part of making about expenses, if you're spending 10 grand on Google ads, I'd spend 800 bucks a month to make that 10 grand twice effective. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's easy math in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because listen, I'll tell you something right off the top of my head. If the right leg and the left leg aren't running the same direction, you're only using one, you're going to run in circles. <laughs> just... As a smart man once said that. Thank you all for listening. Listen, we want to get better at this. We want to be the number one marketing podcast in the world. I know that's a bold statement, but I think it's possible. But we need your help. I need you to tell me what you like and what you don't like. We have a survey. It's completely anonymous. It's uh, perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. B-E-T-T-E-R. Better. Go to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. You can tell me one thing we do well, three things that we could do better, three improvement opportunities, and topics you're interested in hearing about in the future. If there's a thought leader or a piece of software or you have an idea or something that you want us to just go and, and you know, chase that rabbit down the whole world, do that for you. But you got to let me know. We'd love to, to have this be, you know, user guided in a way or listener guided. Thank you so much for being supporters. We're grateful to you, for you, John. Thanks for being on the show as always. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. We'll see you next time. Hey, it's Kasim here and I have a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your website? Now, I know that sounds crazy, but seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully target your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with U.S. laws and regulations. 
And every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. That means you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and then safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. I've personally met the CEO, Adam Robinson, and the guy is absolutely brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for PT listeners. If you are an e-commerce brand that's doing over a million in annual revenue and you've gone through their easy 30-minute onboarding process, if you don't 5X your investment within the first six months, they will give you all of your money back. To take advantage of this offer, go to getemails.com forward slash scalable. That's getemails.com forward slash scalable. Hey, PT listeners, when's the last time your business published on its blog? If the answer is, that's way too long for me to remember, I want you to listen up because our friends at BKA Content have a new service where they'll deliver fresh blogs to your inbox and all you have to do is just post them on your site. Now, these articles are all originally written just for your business. They're not generic articles that are just copy and pasted or thrown into some AI software or written by a VA. No, these are professional writers who are going to sit down and write articles just for your business. We've used them in the past, and they're absolutely fabulous. Now, if you want an extra reason to go try them yourself, BK is giving PT listeners half off their first month. Just go to bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual to get started. That's bkacontent.com forward slash perpetual. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 